0: Going on, sweet people. This is Coach Riley, and on another episode of the Forging Theory podcast, I have my best friend Michael Gray, and we have a special friend in the house. He has a very eloquent, beautiful name, and he's going to drop it right now.
1: William Ashley Wilbanks Noon, the seventh, the seventh, There's- or
0: or AKA.
1: Banks. Banks. Yeah. We're just going to call him Banks. We're going to call
0: him Banks because that this name.
2: Is, this is not the Joe Rogan podcast. We're not going <laughs> for three hours. Let's
0: just say that he can never fill a jersey. Like his jersey of his, like, if he was a professional athlete, it would not all fit on the back.
1: They can't well, even put it on my driver's license.
0: Really? Yeah. No. Oh, dang.
2: Well, for so those of it. you who are CrossFitters here in Phoenix, everybody pretty much knows this guy. So if you just know, know him as Banks, I'm sure you you follow him on Instagram and uh, yeah. he's well known here in this area. So we're yeah. excited to have we're him. We're
0: excited to have him on and like kind of pick his brain. He's a... Uh, he seems like an interesting cat. This is actually the first time we're meeting him, so it's, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, we're dropping in here at uh, Octane CrossFit. Yeah, Down- shout out to those guys for letting us come in. Kind of downtown Phoenix area, just east of downtown. It's nice of them to let us come in. We
0: love doing drop-ins, so... Banks, how long have you been here at Octane?
1: I think it's been about two years now. Two years, you loving it so far? I love this place. Are the people nice? Um... You know they don't invite me to any of the parties.
0: (laughs) Well, is that for good
1: reason, or put like an underline underneath that, like a real (laughs) dramatic. Yeah, well, I'm just kidding. No, I love everyone here. Is super friendly. We have a really inclusive community. I, this place is awesome. Yeah. they probably don't invite me because they know I'd be like, oh, I'm busy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Good thing for you is Riley invites people to his birthday party all the time. Well, so. I invite write people. Down.
0: I invite people and then I uninvite them. So oh. it's like a constant. Like where you are in the year,
1: it's like if you're invited or not. Currently,
0: yeah. Ben's, you're invited. Cool. Yeah. I
1: mean, you can uninvite me on Facebook, but the thing is that if you write like the invite on the board there before you leave, there's only one way to uninvite me. Erase it. You're going to have to come back here. You're (laughs) going to fight me for the eraser. All right.
0: We'll do that. That sounds like a good... uh Well, uh, well, we'll see, man. My birthday is a little bit longer away, so we'll see how far away that is. Uh, one thing I want to talk about real quick, and I don't know if you're in cahoots with this company, but I see your Whoop. What do you think about that? Give me your opinion on that.
1: Actually, so I was one of the founding members of Whoop. Oh, no big head. deal.
2: Yeah. What is Whoop? I don't oh, even yeah. know. So this is, is a little what?
1: house arrest bracelet he's got on? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. That was
2: bold of you to go right there at the uh, anklet there, right? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On, yeah. On Sometimes on the when I
1: don't want to mess with people, this is actually true. <laughs> um, so when, like right now it has a charge on it. So it looks way more dramatic than it's just like this. Yeah. But sometimes I'll just go to the grocery store and I wear it around my ankle. <laughs> 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 Listen, like, what, what, what's wrong? I'm not supposed to be here or something. People trip out. So
0: Michael, if you don't know what this is, this Whoop technology, this band is kind of like on Banks's body. giving him all type of data that he can like look at his recovery, look at his sleep, look at all types of like data that Crossfitters really love to kind of look at and kind of nice. play with. But Thanks. Tell me your involvement with them and kind of, if you want to plug, plug away.
1: Oh man. So I'll be like real brief on that. No the dude, let's dive in. <laughs> so, um, I think I saw like one of those codes online probably like, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago when it first started and you could save 150 bucks or something and get a whoop and I bought it. So it's the only reason I'm founding member because I was like one of the first, you know, like one of those like startup things. So, uh, I had the same whoop forever. And honestly, It was probably one of the best and worst things that ever happened to me in my life. A, I always, I kind of just got it. Like, you know, you always want gratification. Like, oh man, I'm doing everything right. Like I sleep well, (laughs) I eat well, I train hard. Um, Yeah. So I got a whoop, and it was like, no, you don't do any of that. You're you're (laughs) You're not doing anything good. Um, You can't drink every night before you go to bed. I guess that's bad for Mm. your sleeping um, and your recovery. You uh, think that you train hard three hours. It seems like a long time, but actually your day strain is like seven Um, day
0: strain is how they measure like output
1: okay Uh, is
0: 10 high then like 10 is the top of the yeah
1: how what's the highest thing you can go this is how bad it is it goes over 20 does it really it's like dude you're not even at 50 percent you're a solid f (laughs) um i think it also goes off just your capacity so i have friends that like do it and i'm like man all you did was go for a hike today and your day strain's 20 Mm. and i'm like i just ran like 12 miles in the sun with the vest on and my day strain is three and a quarter yeah so, so if
0: your if your capacity is high your strain
1: isn't as high yeah okay and also so it, it takes into consideration I don't know the formula so whatever the yeah, science yeah. behind it but it takes into consideration how well you sleep and then how well you've recovered and then and it figures out like what your recovery is based off that I don't need to know all that I just need to look at my recovery and be like hey go back to bed so one yeah. of the best parts of owning your own business is I will legit look at my whoop and be like hey brother uh no it ain't happening today. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm going back to bed.
0: Well, like, I love that anything that brings awareness of people's recovery, like I think that's dope. Cause yeah. I mean, people I mean before whoop, what, what were we doing? Probably running into a wall seven days a week as hard as we could and hoping we were getting fitter. Like this give us some metrics that and I don't even have one, and they're not paying
1: me to say yeah. this, but I think a lot of people are involved with that and, and really love it. Maybe I need to buy one. Maybe I can get you a new, like, loop 3.0. They just sent me this one. It lasts, like, five days. It's got some really cool features. So, some days when I'm like, hey, man, I'm pretty sure I train hard. So, I would take the camera. <laughs> they have a new app. And you yeah. set it up, and it will record you doing your workout, and it will show, like, your heart rate and, yeah. like, your strain for any part of your workout. And you can go back and see, like, your O-ish moment. Damn, that's was so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going you, gotta, you gotta beep out me <laughs> saying that i was happy about the fact that i didn't use a bad word um so that is really cool i originally got wooed because about three years ago i ruptured my bicep from overtraining mm, that'll and, do it yeah and i thought that was like my year I was like, oh, i'm going to regional <laughs> yeah uh i literally took a job and i was working you know eight hours a day but i would wake up at five i would train and from like six to like seven forty five. i would go work from like eight to like Six o'clock at night, back to the gym from six to eight. The grind. That's what people call that. Go home and sleep. (laughs) But I would only sleep about five hours a day. Maybe. I remember like rolling out of bed and all I had to tell myself was like, hey, man, just get your feet on the floor. Right. And then go from there. Mm. And then I just overtrain. I was actually over at NBS uh, CrossFit working with Pat Burke. He's like gone to the games every yeah. year that there was a games, yeah. except I don't know the last that's two that's years. A, that's that's an OG. Peter Edge, our our <laughs> owner, probably knows Pat Burke pretty well. I'm sure like anyone who knows anything about CrossFit other than me at the time knew who Pat Burke was. Yeah.
0: I, was like, <laughs> I feel like we're, Banks, we're on the same like CrossFit nerd level. Like yeah. we, we go way back with some of these, some of this stuff. I might,
2: I might have to just sit out on this one. You know? <laughs> <Just> <laughs>
0: Pat Burke is a strong fit individual, like real, real fit. Was at the games, like a staple at the games just as long as Peter was back in the day.
1: Shout out shout out to Pat for being yeah, like the Pat greatest Burke. athlete ever. Um, yeah. He did, dis- okay, so one, I just want to say that I beat Pat Burke in a workout once upon <laughs> a time. But this is how good this guy is. So he tells me 10 rope climbs for time, right? I'm like cool, yeah. Him versus me, and he's picking something that he's really good at. Like, I Dude, mean, I'm pretty sure he's done like hundred rope climbs in like an hour before or something like that. There was some kind of like was, some he was did. he former military. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's not a big talker. Yeah, Pat, you're like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he gives me two rope climbs to start like before a head he start. even yeah before oh, he wow. even starts. <laughs> you're like, and, I, and this is my prime. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I'm going to regionals. Uh, show that bicep old, popped on you, yeah. old man like <laughs> two two rope climbs man so somewhere around like eight rope climbs in boom he's like ahead of me on the rope yeah right and i don't even think he's really trying right <laughs> so i'm like oh faster. yeah he beat me by a whole rope climb and then he like walked off like no big deal i'm hoping like he went in the bathroom and maybe died or something <laughs> no he probably didn't i no, i think he just went and Check that well, what's funny
0: is that probably Pat, and I don't know him personally, but I know Peter, and they, Peter still has that same capacity now. Like, he, you don't lose it. Like, those guys that are at that level, like, they still have it. Yeah. It's a medical like, thing, right? Peter can throw down, like, at the drop of a hat, and yeah. Peter, I mean, he's not doing the training volume that he did in the past, but, like,
1: he's still got it. Those guys still got it. You don't lose that. And Pat's had, like, hip surgery. <laughs> like, he had, like, his hip replaced. I don't know if it was replaced. He's not probably not that old, but... Okay, I mean, he so, schooled me in a, I think he went legless rope climbs. Cause like, you know, that's faster for sure. Probably hurt his leg to, you know, okay, so those. this is going to be one of those episodes where people are scatterbrained me and B- banks are all over the
0: place. Yes. Okay, but so I'm, just, I'm yeah. just in here sorry. thinking how I'm going to edit this. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Okay, Let's take some notes here. Where did we even start? Okay. You got the whoop and your, your training and
1: yeah. So I got the whoop to try to not overtrain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It worked well for a while. It took me about two years to completely rehab the arm thing. And I've been working with Sean Casting, awesome, awesome like OPEX based programmer. Uh, she got me feeling magical and shout I out feel-
2: to her. She just ran the Desert Cup. She's running it today. The yeah. Desert yeah, Cup yeah, here going. in Phoenix. She did a great job. Good Shut job, Sean
1: she is also one of the coolest human beings in the world. Like most coaches like, did you do your workout? And she's like, but how do you feel spiritually? about Yeah, me? exactly. You, know? yes. you should take a walk today and let's like FaceTime and let's like, you know, really like vibe. I I'm right there with
0: right. that same wave like that. <laughs> that sounds like something I would be into. I do think that training is something that is very holistic and very like mind, body, spirit type of approach. And that's right up my alley. So shout out to her. She's a cool human already. I don't even know her.
1: I like to like think about the whole mind, body, spirit thing. And I like to believe that I have it all, but I'm like, man yeah, it's kind of weird no not <laughs> like, like i think i'm
0: close but then like you know i can't train one day and i turn into the biggest brat and i'm like yeah. oh i'm not gonna i'm going backwards in my goals because i can't train one day and then i'm like oh yeah you are the epitome of a crossfit like brat right child. now yeah you're being a child, child. i make one step forward and then 20 steps back all the
1: time that's how the whoop thing works so sean has got me doing amazing right <laughs> yeah. and then i like i've had whoop for so long i've become complacent yeah. and it was this strong like Ten percent recovery. You know, it was as red as red. So not good, not at all. If you like, okay. So on the loop scale, it's like zero to two hundred. Let's say that, yeah. right? How is it like a like a strong negative one hundred percent? Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> like if so it not went, good. If it went backwards, <laughs> that math is off for sure. I'm, I'm not a mathematician or anything. Me either. It was saying, and it even gives you a note: do not train today. And, and I you was like, anyway heavy clean, clean <laughs> one rep max yeah. clean heavy it's the same way I ruptured my partially ruptured the first time heavy push press doubles right it's mm, something about like my re-rack. bicep just being re Yeah, it's loud too like you hear it Yeah. so boom another bicep gone so whoop actually does absolutely <laughs> nothing for you if you don't don't listen don't yeah. listen. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well, shout out to Whoop, a company that we were plugging that's not paying us. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah really. But no, I think it's cool. Anything that you can get, like, collective data and maybe if you listen to your Whoop and not blow your bicep out, it's uh, it's great. Yeah. But let's, uh, Banks, let's talk about a little bit what you do now. Like, tell us what kind of world you live in. You live in this CrossFit space and kind of connect people and connect businesses. And let's chat about that. Like, what would you, what would you say you do?
1: So. I think it's complex so i always just say i connect people and brands so i'm kind of like almost the. so i started off an influencer and i was kind of like in the athlete realm and i knew people and i knew influencers and i knew brands like i'd been kind of like working with everyone and it happened right when i had ruptured my bicep like right before that i had this like epiphany i was at work i was working in finance and i was like man this job is miserable i was only doing it for crossfit I got this like raise. I like, you know, I'm walking to my new office and I'm like, man, this job sucks. (laughs) And I told my boss, I'm like, man, thanks for the raise, but peace. Yeah. And I rolled out and I was like, man, I am in trouble. And I just started calling everyone because brands are always asking me like, Oh, can you like run our social media? Um, so you had a passion for social media, like throughout your finance career. Yeah. Shout out to diva, my girlfriend in college. She's like, that'll never go anywhere. (laughs) Now diva works for me. Nice. Love that chick. One of the best, uh, content writers ever. Yeah. But yeah, so I had a passion for social media. I have a degree in marketing and honestly, I don't know what marketing exists outside of like in some way, shape or form being connected to social media or influencers or whatever. But so yeah, like I had a passion. I had been working in uh, social media influencing for a long time. I had been an athlete. I knew brands. And when I quit this job, I just started reaching out to brands and they had always asked me like, Hey, will you like work with our social media? Like, will you do paid posting? Yeah. And I was like, man, I do do anything now. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> now that I'm not doing this thing.
1: So I started setting up brands and uh, doing their social media, which actually didn't work out too great um, yeah. the first year. I wasn't very good at it. Um, and it got better and better. And then one day, uh, Dave, who's the owner of Savage Barbell, it was actually maybe like a week before Thanksgiving. He's like, hey, uh, I have absolutely no idea. This is my best Dave voice. Um, it's probably not very good. We don't know Dave, so. Yeah. Anyone who knows Dave, no one knows Dave. Dave's like the magic figure behind Savage Barbell, you know? And everyone just thinks like somehow, some way, shape or form, I have something to do with it other than I manage athletes and I don't. That's the best kind of owner though, the one that you never know. He was at Waterpalooza and this girl had like an S falling off of her leggings or maybe like five years old. And he's like, Hey, like how long have you had those? And she's like, I don't know, like five years, right? Savage leggings. She's like, man, the owner wouldn't like that. Give me your email address, right? And I'll have someone reach out to you. And I mean, he never says he's like the owner or anything. And yeah. they sent her every pair of leggings ever <laughs> made. Wow. Sounds like good, like customer service. If you're asking me. And social media too. Sometimes I'm like on there and like, Oh my God, you yeah, have the worst customer service ever. Yeah. And you would not believe the things that people think are bad customer service. Like the other day, this lady had bought clothes like maybe three months ago. And I don't know. You probably have to edit this out. She so, that's not fine. <laughs> she's like, uh, she's like, Oh, you know, uh, clothes went on sale today. Can I get my, like some of my money back?
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> no I'm like hey you know if you look at the customer service thing like totally if your order has not been shipped yet um mm. we will grant you the discount which I already think is super cool yeah if it was my company I'd be like you bought it like 12 hours ago too late all sales fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh she was like oh my god worst customer service ever I can't believe you won't give me my money back anyone else would I'm like you call Nike right now <laughs> yeah right and you tell them you bought a pair of Metcons like three months ago and you want you know uh Like, what's that sale that happens after Thanksgiving? Black Friday. Black Friday. I try to stay away from that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I want the Black Friday price. Mm. No. But that's bad customer service. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) I'm so off topic. But no, it's Where so I good. I? I love, I love it. what you to talking about. <laughs> now, you,
0: now Michael has two of me around him, and he's just like, oh, goodness, what's going on? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Right, yeah, this is my living hell right so now. So <laughs> you, you started working with these social media or with these brands with their social me. media. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Dave, Thanksgiving. Uh, Circle uh, back.
1: He's like, hey, man, uh, I have a bunch of people that represent the brand. I have absolutely no idea how much money they make or how much money they cost me. Um, figure that out for me. Right. So your finance really paid, paid off. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. it? Yeah. Hey, right, you know. hey. so. <laughs> well played. Well played. If only I knew math was going to come in eventually. Yeah. So, uh, I pulled out some of the skills that I learned in college, like, you know, Excel or whatever, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, which is important though. I wish I could go back and take that class again. I like Microsoft think every everything day. I wish yeah. I could redo that.
1: Um, so yeah, I just designed a program pretty much uh, rating compliance and profitability came up on this formula that kind of takes into consideration how much athletes cost the brand, how much money they produce and it takes into consider everything like you know how much money do we spend on clothes, you know how much money do we spend on sending them to competitions. Um, et cetera. And then it kind of uh, goes around that. Like it's telling brands, Hey, this is how much this athlete costs you. This is how much you make. Are you profitable or not? And then off of that, we built tiers. Like, Hey, this person is basically worth to the brand this much. Mm. Right. And this person is worth this much, et cetera. Um, and we bunched all that together. So, Hey, here's your athlete tiers. Here's kind of what people are worth. This is what we think that you should be doing for athletes. Here's kind of like the benefit. And this is how we're going to measure it. And uh, I was, I think originally I was like fighting for a job with Jackie Perez. Like, it was like, oh, man, I don't know. Jackie might have a better idea. I'm like, <laughs> well, okay. I mean, not that I've met Jackie, but she might be a little bit better looking than you. She's way better.
0: Looking. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll let you way say it. <laughs> yeah. Jackie Perez, another like OG CrossFit girl.
2: Well, she's Before, one of the, yeah, one of the, no. the workouts named after her. Yes or no.
0: Is that uh, Jackie? Is Jackie
1: now? after Jackie Perez. Hey, you know what? Just because just so. we brought her in here, we might as well give her credit for like the workout. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jackie, Jackie. The one that's the, yeah. yeah. Which workout is that again? It's a miserable one, right? A thousand
0: meter row, 50 empty barbell thrusters, and then some pull-ups, 30, I think.
1: Yeah. Everyone loves yeah. Jackie Perez. No one loves Jackie. Workout, so <laughs> no, so no.
0: <laughs> let's talk about what have you seen success? Like the brands that you represent, like we talked about Savage. Let's talk about some other brands that you kind of work well with or work with.
1: Man, so... Um, First, if we're going to talk about success, just to plug myself, we took Savage Barbell from $15,000 in athlete-generated code sales to $75,000 in athlete-generated code sales. And we did that in about three months. So I don't know if that happens, like a lot in the business (laughs) world. Most (laughs) people are like, oh man, if we get 2% more, 10% more, uh, that would be great. So... Well, I just start showing brands these numbers. Like, Why hey. do you think
0: that that happened? Like, what did you start doing that made their, them successful?
1: It's pretty simple. Like, as an influencer, I always knew, like, oh, brands will give me stuff. But no one's, like, really making sure I do what I'm supposed to do. Mm. So, like, me owning, you know, DNX, Savage, Pekira, whatever, any of these brands does nothing for the brand. If I'm not talking about it, right? Mm. Um, so, what we are doing is the compliance part is, like, the big thing, Right. Like, hey, we have these specific things that you have to do. You have to hit four posts a month, has to be tagged, hashtag uh, Savage Barbell. It has to say, use athlete code to save. And then we go through and manually check every single mm. post the athlete has, which was really important in the beginning. Now they just know. Like, hey, man, you got to do your homework. Banks is coming for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the prowl. Yeah. It's not even me anymore. Now I have an assistant who's way more vicious than I am. They're like, <laughs> oh, you spelled savage wrong nope wow <laughs> and then I just go back so go. that's kind of the the compliance yeah. compliance is what changed it all because as the influencer people would send me stuff people would pay me money and I always had the best intention I always want to do what I say I'm going to do but if someone was like hey you have to do this I'm going to check then like you're probably going to do it you know? probably yeah you're going to make sure I'm going to write it down so. like write that down write it up on the whiteboard yeah. It literally, my little section is blank right now because no one thinks I'm that cool, so no one's paying me to do anything right now, like <laughs> on social media. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing I even promoted was Rain Energy Drink. So shout out to them; those things are delicious. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the compliance thing changed it all together, man. So
0: you followed these athletes up and made sure that they were posting what they needed to post. Correct. That's Correct.
1: dope. Yeah, and then
0: they don't want to deal with banks when he's angry.
2: Are you dealing with? Athletes all over the na- the country, or like over w- the
1: world, oh, the, the world, world. he worldwide. World. <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
2: I don't know if you had a regional area that you covered or something. Mm. So is the world a region? Savage is <laughs> the world is a planet. Savage is good at <laughs> promoting their stuff. I see it all over the place. Yeah, so. I do. So you're doing so. a good
1: job. Dave is not scared to like make it happen. I think we sent 90 athletes to Waterpolis last year. Everyone nice. and their mom was wearing Savage barbell. What
0: about Granite? A lot of people are Granite. Or okay, no. so
1: here's the thing. Um, we wanted to do granite games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Savage is kind of starting to work with like Fit Aid and some of that those mm-hmm. crews. And it's like the Killcliffe granite games. And I had been working with Killcliffe on a lot of different things. So I was like, oh, perfect way to like put the brands together. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this conflict of interest. Like obviously, Killcliffe and Fit Aid are yeah. like BFFs. So <laughs> you could imagine, I think they both meet up in parking lots on weekends
0: and just like have it out. Yeah, like one guy has a trident. Like, I'm picturing yeah. the anchor man scene, are yeah. they all fighting each other? Kill Cliff versus today, but that's I'm just... pretty
1: sure in a fist fight, though,
0: <laughs> oh. Kill Cliff wins. Really, they're they're seals, though, don't they yeah. work yeah. close yeah. with the seal Foundation? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, Kill Cliff, like, mm. they might have
1: like in a like in a in like a fist real fight. fight. Yeah, okay. Um, but <laughs> as far as like who has you know more market share right now. Mm. it came out of nowhere. Yeah. When I met the owner, I was like, oh man, like I I think it was like two years ago at Waterpalooza and I'm like, man, shout out to you. Like you literally crushed it in like two years. You came out of nowhere and yeah. he's like, actually I've been doing this about 15 years. <laughs> like,
0: whoa. Well look, we were just talking about this before we went on the set. Like the grind that happens before the success is like, you know, we, we talked about Joe Rogan He has 1300 episodes. It took him 1300 episodes to get like that big. Like yeah. we're on episode 20 something. So, we just got to keep going and plugging away like that grind has to go to to happen for you to get success
1: you have so much editing ahead of you it's horrible <laughs> not only on this one but like every time you get someone who talks way too much like me and you bring this guy in here usually
0: man. just editing me talking too much so now he's gonna have to edit you talking it's too much it's good i'm not saying anything so it's a lot <laughs> less to do i'll just uh, i'll mute
2: myself and
0: okay let's let
1: michael here is scared now yeah okay so my region is the world we have people in france <laughs> europe japan uh man everywhere because. Uh, most brands are uh, that I work with are international. Outside of maybe d Bar does food products, mm-hmm. right? So they can't ship outside of the United States. Um, and then we work with like local small brands like Scratch Culinary does meal prep and you know, we work with gyms like Octane mm-hmm. CrossFit. So we have like an Octane, like a gym program for... I'm a
2: Scratch customer, so I can just interject yeah, we, we can. They're we, good. Yeah, Shout out to
1: Gio there. That stuff is delicious, it man. It is really good. I had
2: to stop over the summer because my wife's a teacher. She doesn't get paid during the summer. So that's <laughs> one expense I had to cut, but it's a good price. Hey, I mean, September, it's, it's yeah. not Back super to school. expensive. <laughs> Back to school the culinary. Ma- the Machaca beef, dude, is oh, the best thing i ever out. taste.
1: They started grilling their chicken out too. Like, before their chicken kind of tastes like any meal prep chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know if you've oh, done so meal yeah, prep. They, they changed there. it. Okay. Yeah. I've all, had it all. All grilled chicken now. I'll, I'll try chicken again because I, yeah.
2: I was kind of with you. Everyone says that. That was the <laughs> one thing that
1: didn't
0: quite hit with me.
1: Nothing but. could be worse than my meal prep, so everyone was like, man, this chicken is horrible. And I'm like, eh, I don't really know. See, it tastes way better than my chicken. <laughs> I'm
0: real stuck when it comes to like pre-made meals because I really love to cook. Like yeah. I love like, that's my thing. Like I wind down with it kind of like a meditation every night where I just cook my own food and eat it. So, but like also like really like these rad brands that have their own, like, I love that idea. Yeah, Like taking the burden off the consumer to like ha- to eat healthy. I'm all for barriers yeah. being taken down. Like what is your excuse now to not eat healthy when all these brands have this, this service to you? And not only do they have the service, it's probably going to be cheaper in the long run for you to there's eat no, healthy as yeah, well.
1: There's no way that I could do it cheaper. I'm like, all oh, about time is money. So even though I am the worst cook ever, I'm pretty good at like mixing Cheerios and granola you know? <laughs> and I can make five protein pancakes, mm, that's but good skill. Yeah. I mean, you can't eat pancakes all day, every day. Although for that whole time I was talking about in Denver that I was training, I ate nothing but protein pancakes every morning. Who well, says you can't? I, and turkey bacon. I'm all mm, for it. Yeah. Well, it's delicious, right?
0: So, so what do you think, like, let's just say there's a brand out here that's starting up or one a company that wants to say, like, wants to get out there. What do you think the best strategy for them to to get their message out there is? Okay, You're like, so ooh, you got to pay me to tell me that. That's I right. Know. That's the secret sauce there. Yeah.
1: I can give you, like, the basis. Well, yeah, yeah. Very, very low, low-hanging fruit. Man, it could be, like, a really long conversation. Yeah. Right? I remember. Veto. I veto that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Three so, hours later. I will say this. Uh, I do meet a lot of brands and I'm always working with like mutually beneficial situations, right? And um, now I kind of stay away from brands that I'm like, man, I don't think they have what it takes, whether it's like product or finances or whatever. So one, it, you got to pay to play, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to have a little bit of money out there. But one thing that I see that trips me out all the time is that brands aren't willing to give people their products to like try. If you have someone out there and they have a good amount of influence. And they're like, man, I will try your product out and I will talk about it. Man, you send them everything you own. Yeah. Empty the bag for them. Because like, hey, like they think you just got like four hundred dollars worth of stuff, but like at cost, maybe it costs you a hundred bucks. Yeah. Know? So the first thing is like creating exposure, and the best people to create exposure from is definitely not yourself. Obviously, you think you're the best brand ever. <laughs> and you know? your mom is not either yeah, on that list yeah. either. <laughs> uh-huh. I, have you ever seen like people get those like uh, awards now on Amazon for like best book ever? You know, like oh Amazon uh, like writer of the year. You can like just put that on your own book. Oh right? Well now Forging Fury is the best podcast ever. Yes. <laughs> Stamp it. <laughs> <laughs> can you put a podcast on Amazon no I don't know I was gonna say you might as well because you'd be an Amazon bestseller right best now Amazon. Amazon best talker yeah right um so yeah like you can't talk like people always talk about how great they are yeah, yeah yeah whatever you gotta get other people talking about how great you are Yeah. you know and you have to do it organically because sure you can pay a lot of people to do it or whatever um like it comes off insincere people yeah. know. So the first thing is like reaching out to influencers. So I like kind of why the, we call it the athlete program, but really it's like an influencer program now. Cause we scout everything from van life people to whole 30 moms to cross yeah. games athletes. So, um, but getting people to talk about the brand is like probably your number one thing. Um, And then you gotta, you gotta be, like I said, you gotta be willing to pay to play. So I would talk to a lot of brands and I'm like, Oh man, like we want 50 people talking about us, a hundred people talking about us. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, Some people charge like $2,000 a post. So like you try to drop $100,000 a month. Sure. Yeah. Talking about you. Um, But if you're not, you know, maybe you should pick like one or two people that you want to start sending products out to and kind of go from there. So, um, and and then for me, it's always been as far as business goes. So a, you know, you have to have a good product. So if someone has a bad product, we're like kind of like avoid them or like, Hey, you know, like this is what you can do to kind of step it up and then we'll get people trying it. Uh, Another thing is that I see like brands do a lot. Is they just never really follow through with what they say mm. they're going to do. So the only reason I've even been successful is like, not that I'm like good at anything at all. It's a like Banks said he was going to do it. Mm. It's going to happen. A lot of brands. That's another reason that like the influencer program is so good for me because I hold brands accountable too. So athletes accountable, like, Hey, you're going to do exactly what you said you're going to do for the brand brand accountable. Like if the brand said they're going to pay you for doing this, you're going to get paid. Yeah. Um, so that's really important too. But like outside of like just general business, like we were talking about something like earlier, Oh, just be good at what you do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey man, if you come into it to like get rich, you know, then you're probably, you're already like, you started off wrong. Yeah. Uh, when I first started my business, I was like, man, I just want to make $2,500 a month. Um, that'll pay my bills. Yeah. Right? Uh, and now I think we do almost like 18 to $20,000 a month and business that's pretty solid above uh, above budget yeah like two three years i'm mean, <laughs> doing all right yeah um but like it wasn't because you know i wanted to make a certain amount of money like i wanted a really low amount of money but i really wanted to just do everything great mm. um, quality service quality yeah. always do what you say yeah and then like another thing this is the oh, man it's like but all i feel over. like
0: that, that mantra or that mindset is like is is like this realm that we're talking about is like our realm, like our generation, the younger generation's like type of realm, but that, that mindset has been around for ages. Like that's, that's just being a good human and like yeah. being a person of valor and things of those nature.
1: Yeah, what's going on? But I feel like that mindset got lost. So I'll tell you, I deal with a lot of people now. I'm like, man, people have no pride in what they do, Mm. right? Like they will go out and they just try to get by, right? Or people will, and I'm not saying like everyone, but things that I see more and more is like people will say they're going to do something. Like the whole athlete program would be completely irrelevant if a brand could just say, hey, Bob, like we're going to give you this, do this for us. And they just know they're going to do it. Like they just do what they say they're going to do. Uh, integrity is the word. Yeah. I get it. Is that still a word? Yeah. <laughs> okay. people, integrity. People still use that. Okay, cool. That's good enough. So, I mean, uh, that was a, it seems simple though. Like do what you said you're going to do. Correct. Which <laughs> brings me to like, you guys are asking about the car thing. Probably like a horrible, horrible financial decision. Right. But I told myself in 2013, like, man, I will own that car. Yeah. And do then it. I was like, you got to do it. Hey dude, there's only one thing I've ever told myself I was going to do that. I haven't done so far. And that is go to CrossFit regionals. Yeah. But that's their fault. Like yeah, they, they changed it. Yeah, yeah, that's their fault. I was fault. totally like, they're wasting up.
2: their wild cards, man. Come yeah. on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> dude, we're two good looking guys. Like, <laughs> throw us a card. I was telling you the guys? other day, like, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm just sitting here talking about. Spencer, you can come take the mic. Dude. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I I'll I didn't even th- know you were trying to go to the CrossFit games. Well, you can tell help by looking at me? I just.
0: I think you're about three inches <laughs> too tall, sir. Yeah, true. I'm already three inches too tall. I don't know
1: how tall. Is uh okay? Who do you think the tallest person that crossed? I think Bukowski was. I mean, he's like got to be Let's like see, how six do something, this year? right? Hey, that was like just wrong. Yes. What,
0: you, <laughs> what Were you up in Madison? Did you no. go again? No? no. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So I, our subject. Well, no. The thing is that like I want to go to the games because it's fun mm. right that but sounds like a lot of work for you your end i can't go to anything like that and mm. it'd be like really that fun anymore yeah. it's all work, work yeah. yeah so if, like maybe i just go to wad poliza and wear like a mask and it's kind of like chill out yeah or you'd,
0: you'd fit right in in miami like that, that's I people love wearing it. people wearing masks all the time in miami like wad place is like the coolest yeah ever. i've been as a spectator but i've always wanted to go to compete so like I'm not going back as a spectator again. I'm only going as a as what about, a better. What about
1: you? Waterpalooza dreams?
0: Oh yeah, I, I totally dream of being a spectator. <laughs> only another thing that I you keep using this term, but like maybe our audience isn't really familiar with it. But influencer, like what what is an influencer, and how do you up your influence?
1: I'm glad you asked the question because I'm like so over all over the place. <laughs> That's actually a really good thing to talk about because I get a lot of really good athletes that hit me up. Um, And they will have no influence, right? So, and this is going to sound bad. It's not how good you are. It's how much people care Mm. that you're good. Yeah. That's your influence, right? Like how much people care about what you're doing or what you wear or what you're taking, Mm. right? Just being a great athlete, unfortunately, isn't getting people anywhere. So, like, the first thing I would tell, like, really good athletes when they come to me to get connected with a brand and they don't have the influence that they're going to need. I'm like, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Like the major problem that you have right now is you haven't invested in your brand. Mm. You don't have the current reach or influence that brands are looking for to create this like mutually beneficial relationship. So the mutual beneficial relationship is like, Hey, we give you stuff, you promote it. Like it brings us business. Usually. I mean, there's brands like RP strength, that's more like they want people with influence, but also it just adds the brand credibility to have an awesome athlete. Like, oh, well, you use RP straight temp- template and like now you're just great at everything you do. <laughs> That's different than, you know, you wear a care bracelet or you, you know, eat a DNX bar and... Like oh, well the, maybe the DNX bar made you great. Yeah, maybe. But the Picare: bracelet—I had some yesterday. They're actually pretty good, <laughs> delicious. How yeah. you, the bacon bar. I like. I didn't get the bacon, but I did get
0: the chicken, which I was surprisingly like. I really liked it. The raspberry chicken or like the peri peri one. I had the free sample, whatever it was out there. What about you? Did you try? I didn't. DNX? I
2: didn't get around as much. As we I would carried have liked.
0: we carried DNX for a while. At you, Fury. are you saying we get around no I'm saying I didn't get to,
2: I was, he doesn't uh, get around that's I was competing what he's <laughs> so I didn't get to go around and, and
0: sample very much he was too busy you know kicking ass and taking names that's right yeah I mean gold medal right yeah that's right. on the top of the podium
2: yeah baby Boom. yeah <laughs> that's what happens when you pick the right partner
0: Okay. So, infl- <laughs> Hey, that's what I told him. The best advice I can give you in a partner competition is find a partner that's better than you. Yeah. Like be the weak link on your team. That's so, easy for me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Me too. I'm always like, yeah, dude, really fit person. Be my partner, carry the team. I'll, I'll be on your back. And that's what I did. <laughs> you know it. Hell yeah. It still counts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's go back and visit this kind of influencer brand thing. I think that that's what people want to talk about and that's yeah. what people want to know. Um, do you think that are so how do you up your influence you say kind of caring about or like making an impact on the brand of like getting people inside a little bit more so how do you if you're a normal person like me and i want to up my influence how do i become a better oh, yeah how do i do that how does one influence is a good question i think so other
1: than being famous or being good at crossfit i wish there was like a secret sauce no, you sure. know no, I wrote this article back in the day. It's called "How to Make Your IG Cooler" because like everyone thinks their IG is awesome, of course. Um, but I would say the first thing is just having value added to your audience, right? So if you're just posting a bunch of like selfies of you in the bathroom in like a thong or whatever, and you know, you're which not, is a successful strategy for some people, depends on you know, <laughs> the person how you look in a thong. <laughs> I mean, I tell people too, like you know, booties and puppies seem to get a lot of likes, and children. You can always add. It, you can You can always add those things, but not all three together. Yeah, no. You don't blend
2: booties and children. That's we bad. need to
1: Photoshop like
0: maybe Michael with a thong and yeah. holding a ba- like a puppy and a baby. Leave me alone. Oh,
1: okay. I'm pretty sure if Michael had a puppy and a thong on, it would get some attention. Viral. It would. Yeah, I would like it. The internet would be blazed. Who
2: wouldn't? And a divorce Michael attorney be- <laughs> would get some attention because my wife would
1: leave me. Michael broke the internet. You yeah. thought Kim was good. Yeah, puppies and dogs. Puppies and dogs. This Man. is not going
2: the way I was hoping it <laughs> would.
1: Okay, so how do you how do you um, increase your influence? It's kind of crazy because there's actually one thing that I think is extremely important for all brands to do if they want to be successful. And you will kind of notice that the brands that are successful are doing this, whether they're doing it on purpose or not. And the brands that are not successful are not doing it, right? So um, the major thing that I see is I'm always telling people, like, you have to create an emotional connection with people, right? That's what's gonna sell your brand. So like a perfect example of this is like you see a brand like let's say noble, you know, and their whole thing is like Noble just the horns and they're not like, oh my God, we're made out of the most intricate products ever and sewn together by like, you know, Asian monks and like <laughs> whatever. Like Which would be cool. Would would be cool, right? <laughs> but then you have like brands, right? So let's say like them or um one really, really good example is have you ever seen like those low kai bracelets and it had like mm, okay. Best. So this is like a good plug like for another brand that I'm working with. That's like made out of a similar product, right? And we've been talking. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to sound like I'm talking badly. But so Loki had this like like silicone um, bracelet, and if you don't know, in one of the beads was like water from the highest point on Earth and the sand from the lowest. And yeah okay well i've owned two and i've cut them both open and there's nothing in it <laughs> okay so 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 here's like where emotional connection comes in versus what everyone always talks about like product fit feel quality like blah 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 okay no one bought the Lokai bracelet because it was made of the best silicone ever because it fit amazing yada 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 they did it because they were emotionally connected to the idea that it had water you know, from the highest point on earth and sand or water, whatever, I don't even mm. remember. When you cut it open, there's nothing there. But <laughs> Spoiler they're alert. emotionally connected to that idea. And they could sell those bracelets for $50 a piece. But if the brand was like, hey man, we make the most comfortable silicone bracelet ever, look how cool it looks. They might've got like $2 for the bracelet and they would've never sold them, ever, mm. right? And you see that with a lot of things. So people are like, oh, well, why do people have MacBook? Mm. Why, did, like, why do I have this computer? Why do I have an iPhone, right? Mm. Okay, if you think that Apple makes the best products out there, you are wrong, mm. right? It is not the best product. There's better products. Microsoft makes all kinds of amazing products. There's tons of competitors out there making better stuff for a way cheaper price. You can get like a like a Microsoft laptop that opens up, turns into a, like a tablet. You can write on it. It has 10 times the processing speed, whatever. It's like 300 bucks. But it's not an Apple. It's not an Apple, right? There is an emotional connection between you and the experience between the Apple product, the look, the feel, the touch, the community that they build around it, the way the products interact with one another. And they are not telling you, Apple, we make the best stuff stuff ever they're like yo like we create the coolest stuff ever Mm. and cool is an emotional connection definitely right like fastest processor speed is like a material (laughs) connection so just just skip it all together like what is your brand's mission so like a perfect example pakira we just started this awesome charity five charities representing five different elements every single sale that they make it is divided, like 10% of it is divided up evenly and donated to every one of these charities that represent a different like outdoor playground, which is like the brand, like they're this outdoor fitness jewelry brand. So now they're giving a piece of each sale back to one of these elements that represents it. Well, now you don't even really care like how well the bracelet fits or how comfortable it is or how cool it looks. You're like, Man, like you, I, yeah, I if you're that. into
0: help people, if you're into helping people, that's dope. Yeah. Which I'm all about emotional buys. Like I like helping people. I like giving money to the national parks. I like, like, I like, there's a part of my soul that likes to help people. So like, like you said, if you can make that emotional connection with
1: a brand, I don't see how you couldn't be successful. So boom, there's your answer. Like, how do you be a dope brand? Be a dope brand, like make dope stuff, be Mm -hmm. cool. Like that is, it. and if you start there, right, then all the other stuff is like, it is great. It really is. But first create an emotional experience, just like low $50 bracelets worth (laughs) 10
0: cents. (laughs) Hell yeah. So banks, we usually like to end these episodes with like words (laughs) of wisdom or like things that you think people need to hear. Um, what do you think? Let's, let's just, yeah, let's have you go on a rant of like, like a, like a Gary V rant, you know, he just goes off. What do you think people need to hear?
1: Oh, man. So there's a couple things that I've been trying to live by for the last couple years of my life, and I get lost in it sometimes, and sometimes I do it pretty effective. But the first thing that I've realized is that, first, a lot of people are out there for, like, material possessions. We kind of talked about, like, how much money can I make at doing this, et cetera, or whatever. And they apply that to a lot of things in life. Like, oh, how big can my house be? How cool can my car be? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've had some cool stuff, and every time I buy something cool, I'm like, man, honestly, not that great. Didn't fill that cup. But if you focus every single day on doing something you love to do and doing it well, like that's the top, like, know, general psychology, Maslow's like hierarchy of needs, like, uh, self-actualization, mastery of traits, like focus on what you love to do and just do it really good. And Mm -hmm. I promise you every day you go to sleep and be like, man, that was a great day. Um, if you're doing something that you totally hate and you're living in a mansion and you have like a Ferrari, you're going to go to sleep every single day and be like, man, I am miserable. Mm-hmm. So don't focus on things, focus on people in relationships, focus on being the best version of yourself. That's going to make you super, super happy. right? Um, the other thing that, that blows my mind was kind of like how we talked about like, do what you say. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to be successful in business, like you don't have to actually be the greatest at anything. Like what you really have to do is always do what you say you're going to do. Right? And always be invested in becoming better. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people go stagnant they're doing the same exact thing, whatever, man, that is definitely not going to work for you because there's a lot of people out there that are gonna see like, Oh, this is working and they're going to start doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then this becomes like a saturated thing. But if you're always constantly improving and becoming a better version of yourself, then you do really well in business as well. Um, and then the thing that I think that people have a lot of problem with is that society is kind of like telling you what it is that is important is not important, whatever. And like, you need to sit down with yourself, right? And really ask yourself, what is important to me? What are your values? Shout out to Jameson. Like I will sit on the couch and have epiphanies just sipping on some Jamo, (laughs) candle lit in the dark. That is probably really bad to say out loud. No, not at all. And I will think like, oh man, like I really want this. Does it really matter? Like what is it bringing to my life, right? Mm. Do I really want that? Like, and you know how many times I realized, man, I really thought that was important and it's consuming all this energy and it's creating all this stress in my life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, I could completely 100% do without that in my life at all. Like the solution to the problem is like, just cut that problem. Altogether. I think we are
0: separated at birth that we may be twins. Cause like, I feel like we were like, it's very that sounds I
1: really familiar. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it in a nutshell, like, Hey, you know, find what you love to do. Do that every single day of your life. Don't worry about like what you're going to get out of it. Um, figure out what those things are that you really do love to do. Right. and, Honestly, if you say you're going to do anything, you owe it not only to the people around you, but to yourself to do it. Like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's like something stupid, like that car, stupid, stupid decision. But you <laughs> would never know until you sat in it, right? <laughs> and you're like, rawr, 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 and you're like, man. That was kind of cool. It brings you joy. Though, yeah, right. It brought, it brought me even <laughs> less joy than I already knew that it was going to bring me. Yeah. Like, that's real life. Like, I was like, man, I actually probably should have <laughs> just kept the truck. <laughs> I almost had that thing paid off. So, I mean, that's really it. Like, that was a home run, dude. You nailed it.
0: Where's a good place, Banks, that people can get in touch with
1: you or follow you or kind of be in your world? I think the easiest way is on Instagram. And, <laughs> and your Instagram w, handle is? Yeah. He's w- like, oh, you guys should know that already. <laughs> w Banks 85 Boom!
2: Um, and one thing I've noticed is uh, he knows just about everybody. So you probably already follow him, maybe you don't know it. He probably, you probably follows follow him you,
0: you. Don't even know you follow him. That's right. So <laughs> that's how good he is.
1: Yeah. How do we follow you guys? Oh, we're at. I'm gonna we're get my phone out right now. At
0: Forging Fury. That's easy, dude. Oh, I already the follow phone. that one. That's okay. you guys. That's yeah. us. Hey, you guys, you could. You didn't even know who you were coming on. She what podcast you were coming that's on? That's her. That's this I'm magician just beside playing.
1: us. No, I went on there. I was like, man, I better, you know, because I'm like the worstest names ever. So I was like, O'Reilly Autosport. Yeah. Hey, I've been called much worse. Dude, yeah. that's, that's did the I get song I a song or no you're Michael there's a Michael Lambert was actually like a famous uh, Well, uh but he's I know, Michael just, Gray yeah okay. <laughs> but first I'm just
2: name like, is important right? I'm just
1: going with it yeah I don't know I, I barely even know my own last name <laughs> it's actually Will Banks but it was like a Banks um, and I was like Michael Lambert is this awesome street artist around here and I'm like boom, Mike Lambert, like the street artist. Right?
0: <laughs> well, whatever, like, and
2: I'm the audio artist, baby.
1: Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> that's he's what I'm doing. Two
0: of the real MVPs and I'm just the voice. We just talk too much. Got a good team. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> well, we I appreciate actually, it, man. It was, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, again, thank you, dude. We appreciate it. Appreciate chatting. Hell Do yeah. it
1: anytime, man. Hell Yeah.